for Thursday, the 21st of July, 2022. This is the Talks Games, episode 228. So it's been uh, a while since my last installment, um, six weeks or so. And uh, the reasons for that are probably as the list would be as long as my arm, but um, chief among them is probably that it's uh, summertime and I don't have access to a good recording spot or time. So you'll hear some noises in the background, some uh, waves crashing, I guess. Um, and uh, also, I just haven't had anything particular that I wanted to to uh, get off my chest, as it were. Um, so, um, yeah, I just haven't uh, tried to find a spot or time. But uh, we've had uh, the release of uh, the uh, Baldur's Gate um, historic set, and uh, and that has uh, been a lot of fun. Uh, I really like the concept of uh, uh, releasing a, a set, which is a mix of, of previous cards and uh, some new alchemy cards um, straight into historic, because that's where alchemy really shines, I think. Uh, alchemy on its own is, is pretty good, but having access to all the uh, historic content as well uh, makes it, uh, for me at least, uh, really a lot of fun. I like the alchemy, um, the idea of alchemy, because I like the uh, uh, all the digital-only kind of uh, mechanics that it uh, introduces. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> and then also, uh, historic is, I find more and more, I find, I really like it because uh, there's a lot more variation on, on what kind of decks you, you can play and what kind of decks you you uh, meet. So uh, I, I find that the standard is usually kind of boring and stale uh, pretty soon uh, after a new set comes out. So um, I tend to, to prefer historic almost all the time. And uh, the alchemy cards for Baldur's Gate have been uh, really interesting. I feel like there's tons to to um, to uh, to uh, discover and, and uh, explore. Uh, I really just have uh, just touched the uh, the surface of of what's possible. So um, um, having a lot of fun playing around with the uh, those cards. Just uh, there's like a few uh, in particular that, uh, that I've been looking at. I haven't had, there's, like I said, there's a bunch that I really want to get into. Um, there's one that's uh, adventure focused. That's uh, a Bant uh, card, green, white, and blue. Um, that I think doubles the effect of any uh, adventure card you play. So that seems like something fun to play around with. Um, and uh, there's uh, some other ones. Uh, there's a lot of dragons uh, and uh, um, 
some venture cards, I think. Um, but the the one that I've really got into first is uh, Displacer Kitten, um, which is a fun uh, critter for um, three in a blue. It's a cat beast um, at rare, and it's a two two. And it has avoidance, which reads, uh, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, exile up to one target non-land permanent you control, then return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. So it's a, like a mini Yorian every time you cast a non-creature. Um, which I, I found a lot of fun. Um, you can experiment tons with this. Um, one, the first deck I put together was a... a an is it dragon uh, deck because uh, that felt like um, uh, felt like the uh, I, I don't know I, it just felt it was like the first idea I had because uh, uh, just because of the um, the fact that there's so many dragons in the set as well um, I just lost the list here I'm gonna see if I can pick it up but um, um, I guess the uh, main idea of the deck is to play the uh, uh, the kitten and uh, then um, have a bunch of, of uh, cards that uh, have uh, entered the battlefield effects. Um, and the main um, engine that I've been using in several decks is uh, to use the Spacer Kitten along with the Futurist Spell Chief. Which um, is a uh, a creature from the uh, 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 I guess original uh, alchemy release. So future spell chief costs two and a blue. It's a three two uh, moonfolk wizard at rare. It has flash, and when future spell chief enters the battlefield, conjure a duplicate of target uh, spell you into your hand. That card potentially gains. You may spend mana so it would mana of any color to cast a spell. Um, so these two in combination create a really cool effect where you could, um, uh, in response to either in response to something your opponent's doing or one of your own spells, you cast uh, Futurist Spell Chief, and um, you'll get a copy of whatever that uh, spell was. Um, and then next time, uh, I mean, the idea is that you, then you have uh, the Spacer Kitten on the battlefield, either before or uh, after the future spell chief. But um, uh, the next time uh, you cast a non-creature spell, for instance, your copy that you got uh, for the future spell chief, uh, you bounce the future spell chief with the kitten, uh, creating yet another copy of the spell, if it's a non-creature spell, of course. And so you you um, you have like an infinite number of that spell or whatever spell you want. But uh, uh, just any time, of course, you need the mana. But uh, any time you cast a non-creature spell, you bounce the spell chief, creating a another copy of it. So. Um, um, been using that, um, especially with um, um, with different 
um, instances, uh, Fading Hope is the main one. And the good thing about uh, the kitten's ability uh, is that you can protect your permanents as well. So uh, if your opponent is trying to kill your your future spell chief, cast the Fading Hope um, on it, for instance, but then uh, that triggers uh, the kitten, so you um, you uh, um, fit it out instead, and, and getting it back, you get a copy of um, of your spell. Um, so this can be really uh, irritating, <laughs> frustrating for your opponent. Uh, does it require require you to think a lot um, about what you're balancing and when, and uh, what you're copying? Um, tends to create a quite drawn out matches, but um, I had pretty good success with this deck. I've been playing it in the play queue mostly. Uh, it's at the 57% win rate. So um, this particular list uh, has uh, four fading hopes for play with fire and for dragon's fire as the main engines uh, for triggering the, uh, the kitten. Uh, but it also plays Prismari Command, which is uh, a good cop a card to copy, uh, and Divide by Zero. Uh, four copies of that as well. So those are more for uh, later on in the game when you have more mana. Uh, it has uh, three Smoldering Eggs, which uh, are happy to see all these instances being tossed around. Um, it has one Draconic Intervention to try to clear the board. Um, of course, you don't have really expensive... Um, Instances or sorceries usually in your graveyard, so um, this is mostly for taking out uh, smaller critters or or finishing a big one off that's taken damage already. Um, also runs um, three Town Racer Tyrant, which I initially thought would be really good targets for the kitten uh, to be able to or not for the kitten for the uh, futurist spell chief. So. Uh, creating a copy of it uh, as you're ca uh, casting it uh, and then you can balance it uh, with, with the kitten as well so uh, it, it targets yet another land so in theory that's really good I haven't had it uh, working all that many times I've created a copy or so and bounced one maybe uh, once um, I guess because of the uh, the matcher, uh, I keep getting <laughs> matched up against the like mono-colored decks and uh, others that don't run a lot of um, non-basic lands. Um, and also, it's, it's expensive. Uh, I mean, at the point when you have the kitten in play, the chief, uh, spell chief, and um, are able to cast a town racer tyrant, you're at like uh, turn seven or so, at least um, six, seven. So, um, yeah, it doesn't happen as as often as you might uh, think. Um, also run three Goldspan Dragons, which are uh, good for creating that mana and um, good targets for, like, Fading Hopes and, and things uh, to, to create more mana. Um, and they also, of course, increase the, uh, doubles the, the mana for the treasures from the Prismari command. So just the usual is it uh, shenanigans. Uh, then just the bunch, the, the 
expected lands. I have three hall of the storm giants, three islands, uh, four river glide pathways, uh, four mountains, four storm carved coast, and two temple of the dragon queen. But uh, yeah, fun fun deck to play. Um, yeah. I also um, went back to one of my other favorites, um, historic deck uh, called Historic Saga, um, which uh, plays almost always all, almost all uh, enchantments. And I thought uh, since um, the displacer titan is triggered by non-creature spells, I thought that would be a pretty good mix or uh, match. Because um, that is the issue. You can't really play it well in like a, a white shell, where, which uses a lot of uh, critters that have enter the battlefield abilities. Uh, or because you can, but you do also need to have a bunch of other cards to actually trigger the kitten. Um, because the creatures on their own won't do it. But um, in a deck which is almost all enchantments, that should work better, I thought. Um, so the idea with this deck is it's a Yorian uh, deck, and it has just a it's a five color deck, and it uses uh, just a bunch of really powerful uh, enchantment cards mostly, and uh, just has uh, like one or two of each. Uh, that's a three that has a few that has three of, but uh, mostly it's just a, a long list of different enchantments, and the idea is to get to five colors using world tree which is usually pulled from the deck with the uh, golos which i have three copies of um, but there's also um, a single um, copy of chromatic lantern as well to get to five colors and of course uh, it uses a bunch of uh, uh, dual lands or, or uh, triomes or three colored lands um, pretty much one of each that has a green uh, has a is a forest because um, I do play a bunch of um, uh, binding the old gods to to get those uh, lands into play as well to hurry things along. Uh, so that's probably that's the only card that I have four copies of, which is binding the old gods. It's a really good card to both get your lands up and of course take out uh, a permanent. The opponent is, uh, has played. Um, then I have a couple of copies of uh, Eerie Ultimatum to bring uh, all my my sagas and uh, other enchantments back um, at a later date. So that tends to be really powerful uh, game ender. Um, so list is a single copy of Authority of the Con Consoles, which is a good early play to slow down your opponent and get some extra life. Uh, a single Birth of Melodies to get that extra mana and uh, some protection as well. Uh, three copies of Meteor Massacre for when you need to, to even out the board. Um, and then also, it's a good trigger for um, a card I'll get to soon. Um, three Paradise Druid to help with the mana. Uh, one Restoration of a Ganja, which I just added. Um, 
yesterday, which also helps with mana, it starts for the planes. So I replaced a another copy of Breath of Melodies, this. Um, and uh, I, so I haven't really had decided on if that was a good uh, addition or not. Um, one black market uh, connections as well, which I just added yesterday as well. Haven't had the I, I actually played with it once. Um, it's an interesting card. Um, you have to pay life every turn because you have to pick one or more, and um, you can either. Uh, create a treasure for one life, you can draw a card for two life, or you can create a 3-2 colorless shapeshifter creature token with changeling for three life. Uh, and you can do any combination of those, so uh, up to six lives if you want all three. So it's a bit uh, dangerous to, to keep it around, but at least you're getting a treasure every turn, which is helpful in this deck. And uh, hopefully you can get rid of it um, which is also as I was going to say uh, through a card I'm gonna get to soon um, fable of the mirror breaker two copies of that also helps with the mana creating the goblin that creates treasures um, I think I've I don't know if I've ever made a copy of another creature with it uh, the reverse side once it uh, flips over uh, maybe once actually um, but uh, it, it's good for the mana early on, um, essentially. Ezekiel, God of the Tree, uh, two copies of that. I almost always try to, to play that as the Prismatic Bridge, which creates, uh, of course, is really powerful uh, all, all the time, but uh, this deck really shines with it because you just have a lot of powerful uh, permanents that, uh, that I want <laughs> onto the board as soon as possible. Uh, so I have two copies, uh, sometimes I'll have both uh, and I'll play the other one as a seeker. Or if I really need the mana early on, I'll do it as well. Uh, two, two Clothes, God of Destiny, which is just in there to for that extra damage and uh, life gain, um, usually. But uh, every now and then it does uh, activate as a creature and you can attack with it. Um, Chromatic Lantern, as I mentioned, the two Celestis also to help with the mana and uh, rifling through your deck. So just put in a single Displacer Kitten in here. Um, I haven't had all that much luck with it so far in this deck because it's kind of uh, comes in a, a strange time on the mana curve. Um, so usually I'm already dominating by the time it would have an effect, but. Um, We'll see. I'll let it stick in here. It's just a single copy. Uh, I have also one copy of Leyline of Anticipation, which I, in theory, would be really good because I'm playing mostly permanents um, at uh, sorcery speed. So being able to play them at instant speed would be a really good ability. But um, um, I haven't been able to pull that off all that successfully yet but we'll see I'll, I'll keep it around of course got the bi uh, binding of the old gods as i mentioned four copies uh, then i have an uh, enigmatic incarnation which is that enchantment um, which lets you uh, at the beginning of your end step you can sacrifice another enchantment and if you do search your library for a creature with a converted monocost of 
uh, equal to one plus the sacrificed enchantments covered one cost put on the battlefield so um the idea with that is to get some extra use out of your sagas that you don't really need the third step for like uh the uh binding the old gods i rarely care about getting uh, death touch on my creatures as i'm not playing all that many creatures but if i can replace that with the golos um that's pretty cool um i also have a single omnath in here uh, locus of creation uh, which also costs five so every now and then i'll i'll take that as uh, instead of the goal is very mostly if i already have a goal in play um <clears throat> uh, so that's good uh, and also i can um, sacrifice like a meat hook um, to get uh, ezekiel or or clothes uh, or you can sacrifice like the restoration of a ganja or maybe um, to get the kitten. Um, yeah, next up. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I also have a key car, Wind's Fury card I've never played before, but I have a single copy of it. It's from uh, M20. It's a uh, bird wizard, 3-3. Uh, three, three. It costs one, a blue, a red, and a white. Uh, it's uh, mythic. Um, it has flying and it reads when you cast a non-creature spell create a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying sacrifice a spirit add one red mana so uh, this is mostly creates some blockers uh, every time i'm playing <coughs> one of my other cards which is usually a non-creature card but uh, also possibly i could uh, sacrifice some spirits to to get some extra mana if i need it Usually red mana is not what I need, but uh, well, it's it's an extra. So that's another creature I could fetch with, for instance, uh, um, sacrificing the Aganjo or uh, Black Market Connections, which I uh, that was a idea with that as well that I would be able to sacrifice it if I don't, no longer need it. Um, yeah. Next up, uh, Elspeth conquers death. A couple of those. Just a good all-round tool to get rid of a permanent and also get back uh, one of yours, uh, creature. Uh, Eldest Reborn, two copies of that, similar to Elspeth. Also uh, gets rid of some cards from your opponent's hand. Spirit Sister's Call, which is pretty cool. Um, allows It's similar to um, the en Enigmatic Incarnation, but it works on any permanent, but uh, you have to pick a permanent of the same type. Um, and it's from your graveyard instead, so the idea, well, I just, I'll just read it, it's, it costs three and the white and the black. Mythic, uh, it's from Kamigawa, Enchantment. Uh, at the beginning of your end step, choose target permanent card in your graveyard. You may sacrifice a permanent that shares a card type with that chosen card. If you do, return the chosen card from your graveyard to the battlefield, and it gains if this permanent leaves the battlefield. Exile it instead of putting it in anywhere else. Um, so, good way of getting back a saga, for instance, or um, sacrificing one of your sagas that's almost um, spent to get some other thing back, or another saga. Uh, uh, really handy. 
uh, thing to get. Um, single copy of Battle of Frost and Fire to clean the board, and same thing there. Get some extra cards uh, if you play a five or more uh, permanent uh, on on the third turn. Omnath, as I mentioned, always good to get some extra card draw, some extra mana, extra life. Um, uh, Golos is like the star of the stack, really. It's the thing that makes everything work, and uh, once in play uh, with uh, World Tree uh, fetched, which is almost always what I fetch, um, you can start using its ability and start pumping out cards. Uh, for free. Uh, Athreos Shroud Veil, single copy of that enchantment uh, god creature from uh, Theros, uh, as indestructible, and uh, every turn you put a counter on a, another creature, and if that creature dies or is put into exile, um, uh, then you can return that card to battlefield under your control. Um, let's see what's left. Yeah, Kami, the Kami Wars, really powerful enchantment there, uh, five colored, but also one of the cards that uh, um, requires the five colors. So, um, but then once you have it, you you're taking over the game pretty quickly. Especially if you're able to bounce it with the uh, Yorian or uh, the kitten and uh, get it back with uh, Spirit Sisters Call or things like that, so uh, one of the, one of the game enders really. Uh, two Kiora best uh, beast. What? No, it's beast bests the sea god. Um, I thought it was beats the sea god. It's bests the sea god. Uh, classic. Uh, top end the card. Don't need to get into that. And of course, Eerie Ultimatum to get everything back. And then a bunch of lands, uh, all the different combinations of triomes. And oh, I'm not going to get into all those, but yeah, um, this deck is like not super successful. I have 50% win rate, um, but uh, it's a lot of fun to play. I really like playing this deck, so. Um, I tend to, to play it in the play queue, just because uh, it's a lot of fun to play, even though uh, it's not one of those that will get you higher in the rankings. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, going to be it for now.